Welcome, everybody. Good to see you all. And welcome to all you people on Zoom. It's very good to see you as well. I've got a Zoom um, thing in front of me, so I can actually see who's there. And uh, so it's welcome to um, Brenda and Jenny and Graham, Lucas and Norman and Wynne. So it's good to see you as well. And thanks for joining us. If you're able, could you stand for the call to worship, which comes from Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 to 13. And it's the text which is on that banner up there. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So let's sing now uh, our first song, which is Cornerstone.
seated. I'd forgotten to thank Mike for his uh, help in music this morning, and also for the other people involved, Mark and uh, Robert, uh, in putting this service together. So we come to prayers of approach and confession, which are in three parts. And first, a prayer of praise. So let's all pray. Lord God, we praise you. We worship you and magnify your glorious name. We thank you that in the beginning was the Word, and that the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We thank you that the Word became flesh and came to dwell among us and lives today and forevermore. Amen. Now a prayer of confession. Heavenly Father, we are conscious of our sins, for we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. We are not worthy to be called followers of you. Lord, we are sorry for our sins. Have mercy on us, despite our faults. Restore us according to your promises of forgiveness. And grant, in the name of Jesus, that we will live good, honest, and upright lives to the glory of your holy name. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord and an assurance of forgiveness. Listen, here is good news. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, to forgive us in our failures, to accept us as we are, to set us free from evil's power and make us what we were meant to be. To him be glory in his name. Amen. And if you're able, please stand for the next song, which is... By faith we see the hand of God. Oh, 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 
church was called to go. In the power of the Spirit to the lost, to deliver captives and to preach good news in every corner of the earth. We will stand as children of the promise. We will fix our eyes on Him, our soul's reward. psalm and um, it's psalm the first nine verses of psalm 17 and if you could uh, respond after the uh, first line in other words the bits in yellow I'd appreciate it hear me Lord my plea is just listen to my cry hear my prayer it does not rise from deceitful lips Let my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. Though you probe my heart, though you examine me at night and test me, you will find that I have planned no evil. My mouth has not transgressed. Though people try to bribe me, I have kept myself from the ways of the violent through what lives have commanded. My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not stumbled. I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love. You who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. The wicked who are out to destroy me from my mortal enemies who surround me. 
And uh, now, could we have the offering, please? Thank you, Evelyn. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for being such a wonderful giver of an abundance of, of things and riches. We pray that you'll take these gifts and all those um, given to you by other means and use them in your service. In the name of Jesus, amen. And so the um, children leave, if you've got any children, young people, and we say, the Lord be with you. And uh, Trevor is going to lead us in prayers of intercession. Thank you. intercession of hope and when I say come could you say Lord come so I say come Lord come Lord we are appalled by the news we read and hear we are appalled by the injustice in your world we see the powerful ranged against the powerless the greedy exploiting the needy the clever using the simple, the evil inflict, suffering on the innocent. Everywhere we seek, we look, we see just injustice in families, in communities, in society, between our nations. We are human unlimited. Our blinked sight distorts our judgment between wrong and right. But you, Lord, you know the reality of things, the real needs and motives hidden deep within us. We ask that your judgment may enlighten the world so that leaders and people may strive for your justice. Come, Lord, come. Lord, we are wearied by the news we read and hear. We are wearied by the folly in your world. We see entertainment referred to the tackling of serious issues. Prosperity referred to the search for a real life. Short-term measures prefer to long-term planning. Independence prefer to give and take of love. Everywhere we look, we see folly in our values, in the attitudes of society, in politics, home and abroad. We are human and limited by the superficial nature of our understanding. But you, Lord, you are wisdom and knowledge. You see that what was and what is and what will be. We ask that your wisdom may inform the world so that leaders and people may move forward together to a world 
to a world in need of hope. Come. Lord, we are frightened by the news we read and hear. We are frightened by the conflict in your world. We see the threat of nuclear war and quick recourses to violence. Wars between creed and creed, race and race, nation and nation. People in turmoil within themselves. Everywhere we look, we see violence. In homes, on our television screens, in our streets, in every land. We are human and limited. On the fear of loss of self, make us aggressive and unkind. But you, Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. In Christ you gave yourself that we might be one with ourselves, other people, and you. We ask that your peace may inspire the world, that leaders and people may find joy in togetherness of life. Come. Come. Lord, we need to hear the good news, your good news, brought to us in Christ. The news that you are at work in the world, the news that your name is love. In a world in need of hope, Lord, come. Amen. And now the prayer for this church, this wonderful church, this Baptist church. We pray for our deacons, because the deacons are, are taking the responsibility of the church of bringing God's word to, this, to the people here. Just pray for Babs and Alan, Leslie, Joe, Graham, Adrienne, Denise, Dot, Richard, and Kevin and Angie, who are hoping to move into their home soon. Now, in a moment of time, just call out any name you feel in your heart that the church needs to know. Come, Lord, come. Amen. Let us share our prayer together, our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And uh, now Terry is going to lead us with the New Testament reading. Thank you, Terry.
Today's reading is from Luke chapter 20, verses 27 to 38. And the section is headed, The Resurrection and Marriage. Some of the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second, and then the third married her, and in the same way the seven died leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die for they are like the angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise. For he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him all are alive. Uh, thank you, Terry. Um, we can sing our next song, which is In Christ Alone My Hope Is Found. Please stand if you're able.
you. Please be seated. Um, This series is based on the common lectionary, which is used in many Anglican churches, but not all, and by churches in other denominations. Here at Spurgeon's, we have a past history of its use during the ministry of Rob Ellis. And uh, we are also reintroducing the Psalms, as you've noticed, a collection of inspired songs and poetry described as beautiful Hebrew poetry and good for the soul. Some years ago, we used to sing the Psalms here every service, either sing or or say them. Um, So it's uh, reintroducing um, something back to what we used to do. When we first talked about doing a series on faith, I imagined exploring all those people mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, from Abel through Noah, Abraham, Moses, Samuel, and the prophets. But today, we're looking at faith and hope, and an incident when Jesus was challenged by some Sadducees. I want to look at two areas. First, the reference today is gospel reading, and then faith and hope in recent history and today. So, for today's gospel reading, the event recorded by Luke is, in part, a jigsaw that provides hope for eternal life. Jesus is challenged by the Sadducees. Remember them? Sadducees. Did you get them mixed up with Pharisees? Well, they were important people, mostly priests who followed religiously the written laws enshrined in the ancient writings found in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. In particular, the law surrounding marriage, which is found in Deuteronomy chapter 25. Unlike that, other important group, the Pharisees, they rejected doctrines of the immortality of the soul, its afterlife and resurrection. Jesus indicates that events recorded in the book of Exodus affirms his and our resurrection. They are like angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. Moses called the Lord the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. That's from Exodus. Jesus quoted from Exodus, that is. Jesus says that we must not think of heaven in terms of this earth. Life there will be quite different because we will be quite different. This gives us hope. We can certainly be sure that God raised Jesus from the dead. Some of the teachers of the law responded, Well said, teacher. And Luke goes on, No one dared to ask him any more questions. Wow, that shut him up, didn't it? William Barclay writes, By referring back to scripture with which the Sadducees were familiar, Jesus used an argument with which the people were arguing that they could understand. I'll repeat that. By referring back to scripture with which the Sadducees were familiar, Jesus used an argument with which the people were arguing that they could understand. And Barclay continues, as in his parables, he talked to them in their own language. He met them on their own ground. Jesus used language and arguments which people could and did understand. He met people with their own vocabulary 
and with their own ideas. Hey, presto. Some lessons for us there. At the conclusion of his first sentence of this series a month ago, Nigel, sitting here, said, Faith is not so much about us preparing for our departure, it is much more about preparing for the arrival of Jesus, to complete his work of a new creation in which his followers will reign with him. Not how much of that faith we have, but simply that you have that faith and leave the rest to God. That statement, my friends, gives me hope. I was recently reminded of lessons from my Sunday school days when um, we read about King Nebuchadnezzar demanding his people should bow down and worship his gods and golden idols. Whoever did not fall down and worship would immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. But Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, well done, refused to worship the golden image. They said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve will deliver us. But even if he does not, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. A sort of get-out clause, if you like. But I'm sure that their faith was accompanied by hope. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious that he ordered the furnace to be heated up seven times hotter than usual. The flames were so hot that they killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, firmly bound to the blazing furnace. So we come to recent faith and history today. Next week, we will be remembering those fallen in both world wars, and hopefully we'll be burying our poppies. After the Second World War, Europe was cut into two, half with three democracies and half with authoritarian communist governments, overseen by harsh regimes loyal to the old Soviet Union. The most striking example was the division of Germany and its capital, Berlin. In many cases, the Christian church was persecuted and they existed and met in secret. In my youth, I was fascinated with what was going on behind the Iron Curtain and much to the despair of my parents visited some of the countries behind the Iron Curtain at that time. I witnessed Christians in action and the great demand for copies of the Bible. Hope was rising around 1988, now 89, in the German city of Leipzig, where groups of Christians had been praying for change. There was certainly great hope, accompanied by faith, in this group of Christians. This action of prayer in Leipzig is often referred to as the catalyst in the collapse of the Berlin Wall in 1989. I have a piece of the wall as a souvenir in my garage at home. It seemed almost believable at the time, unbelievable at the time that this should happen. Then followed the liberation of 13 countries as sovereign independent states. However, Belarus has regressed to its authoritarian ways, and others are threatened, and Ukraine is very much struggling to survive the attacks on Putin's Russia. However difficult it seems at the moment, let's continue to hope and pray for peace and reconciliation in Ukraine and Russia.
The thread of faith and hope continues. Last month, we celebrated the life of our late Queen. Her Christmas messages were clear statements of her faith and hope. Following his last meeting with the Queen, Justin Welby said, I came away thinking, there is someone who has no fear of death, has hope for the future, knows a rock on which she stands, and that gives her strength. Hope indeed. Last week, the Christian Church celebrated All Saints' Day, followed by All Souls' Day. Did you notice? Well, you may have been more aware of Halloween, with displays in shops and trick-and-treat. And this is what the evangelist John, J. John had to say about why he did not agree with Halloween. First, Halloween deceives us about evil. It creates a cartoon a cartoon vision of evil as trivial and harmless, fun that no one could possibly see as a threat. Yet all evil is serious, and any messing about with supernatural and evil particularly so. To fall around with evil is fool's game. After a detailed second point, he continues, Finally, Halloween denies the defeat of evil. In Halloween, supernatural evil is presented as unchallenged and victorious. Yet, as a Christian, I believe that's only half the story, and the darkest half too. The reality is that evil has been defeated at the cross, and that one day the crucified King, Jesus Christ, will return and abolish even the memory of it forever. That, not Halloween, is a story that I want to celebrate So here is faith and hope for today. The images you have seen are the responses of Christians living just up the road in Newton Lees. They're in their windows. Responses to show that love and hope exceeds and surpasses celebrations of Halloween. So to conclude from 1 Corinthians 13, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And Paul writes to the Corinthians, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let's have our next song. Great is thy faithfulness. Please stand if you are able.
Let us say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.